Hey everybody, Donnie Bovine here. Thank you so much for listening to the episodes. Do me a favor, if you get any value out of these, would you leave me a review? It would mean the world to me. I'm on a massive mission to help as many people as I possibly can get to freedom through building a business. I gotta be honest, building a business is by far the toughest thing I've ever done in my life, and I promise you, my business has worked on me more than I've ever worked on it. I don't think there's a better tool in the world to meet the dude in the mirror than building your own company. You're going to find out what the hell you're made of. In these episodes, I bring on the people that have been through it, gone through it, done it, built monstrous companies, and I get them to coach me on how to actually level up, grow, and scale my business. They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And, and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often. People buy emotionally, they justify it intellectually. They buy emotions, not your stuff. Hey, I'm Donnie Bovine, CEO of the Success Champions family of companies, and this is Growth Mode, where we talk about sales and business development for business owners and salespeople. Hanging out with me as always, my buddy Kevin Snow, the sales and automation tactician and genius. Watch as we dive into how to get people to buy on emotions and quit selling your stuff. All right, this is the fun one. Um, and this was a great lesson I learned a few years back. Because um, when I first really got into big boy sales, um, selling commercial printing, I was notorious for having that binder. We've talked about it on other other episodes, right? Where you just you walk in, you have all your stuff, and you're getting ready to do all this, you know, badass presentation in your mind. And then you sit across from somebody, and you start going through the presentation, and they completely tune out, and they just don't want to be there because that entire movement is a hundred percent it's intellectual in nature versus going in and making real connections to people. So that's what we're going to dive into specifically. Is how do you get to an emotional level conversation? And, and Kevin, I'm seriously curious for you, with such a technical sales background, this doesn't come naturally for you to be able to get to an emotional side of sales. So how do you go from such a high level tech, and I'm not busting your chops, but a geek style of selling to a more emotional state of selling. Well, I, I, I think the importance is understand what is generating that emotion and that feeling. And that that that's generated by the outcome or the effect that your product or service is gonna provide. It's, you know, it's making their life easier or it's something that's generating that that feeling and that emotion that makes them say yes. And in the tech world, that's just, that's equally as important as all the stuff, as all the features. And there's usually, for us, there's always been that dual sales cycle 
So you have where you're selling the CEO, the COO, the, you know, the decision makers, the business people in the organization, and you're really working the feelings for them. And it's the emotions of impact for the business and outcomes and, and all that stuff uh, wrapped around how we're able to provide that. But then you also have the technical sale that's going on at the same time where you're working with their, their IT department or whoever is in charge of the tech piece and helping them understand all the features and the integrations and how things work together. But there's also an emotional part for that because they're, they're evaluating on, is this going to make my life harder? You know, the first thing when a, a CEO comes to your IT and says, hey, we want you to look at this system, they're like, oh, fuck, another thing I have to support. Okay. And they're immediately in that position of, Christ, goddamn business people are making my life harder. So there is that emotional sale on that side, too. And it's it's not just coordinating how you do an install and how you do all make all the pieces work correctly. It's, it's selling to them that, hey, this is not going to make your life harder. It's actually going to make it easier. Here are the, here are the outcomes you're going to see as the IT person. Because if they go back to the CEO and say, yeah, this, no, this is just too hard. It's going to take too much time. I'm against it. The CEO is going to say no. So sure. everyone thinks technology sales is just going in and selling stuff and rattling off all these features and, you know, statistics and numbers and big words, in it, but it's not. You still have to find that emotional trigger for your buyer. And a lot of cases you have to find it for multiple buyers. Yeah, absolutely. And just for the record, I was absolutely busting your chops. I've been I waiting know. to say that the entire time you were talking. Um, but you know, the, but you're absolutely spot on. I, and I think another way to look at this is when you are just selling your stuff, you're staying in the tech, you're staying in, you know, whatever product or service you're selling, it has to stay intellectual in nature. It's because you're trying to convince them to buy. And if you convince people to buy, you're going to stay intellectual, right? But if you come in and let them self-qualify, let them come to you and you stay in the perspective of how do I disqualify this individual from working for me, you'll stay on a more of emotional side of things. You know, um, Kevin and I have found ourselves in a couple of sales calls where people are trying to sell us and they they stay in the intellectual side of things and Kevin will see it. I'll send him a message and I'm like, yeah, I'm out, right? <laughs> because they, they obviously don't give a shit about our brand, our business or what we're doing. They just want to sell their shit. And as somebody who buys shit, you know, we can feel it when this is just a transaction yep. versus a relationship that wants to be formed and, and lifelong, you know, I only want to work with people that are going to put in the fucking time and effort to apply the things Kevin and I are teaching on a regular basis. So Kirby vacuums. I don't yep. know if you've ever sat through one of their sales presentations Fuck or no. not. So I used to sell them. <laughs> in college, that a lot. <laughs> in college, I was a Kirby salesman. I was even a Kirby, uh, an area manager for a bit, uh, supporting a bunch of sales reps. But they actually, while their their sales pitch is kind, has some sleazy feelings to it because of how they do the closings and and everything. Their their whole sales process though is really tied around that whole emotional thing for the homeowner that you're sitting in front of. It's all about churning up these feelings like, oh, my gosh, my house is a 
pitsty. Oh my God, I can't believe how messy, how much dirt is in my carpet. My children are crawling on this. And it's all about tugging on different emotional cues for that person, whether it be, I don't want a cleaner house for my uh, my kids. I, the, oh my God, this dog hair that's in my carpet and my chair is gross. I didn't know this is all here. But they're all about that. And they've built it in and it's not you're not like just poking and beating them overhead with it. You're doing things in their sales site in the sales process that brings it out naturally so that you can, for them, manipulate it at the end. So, Mm. you know, it was really interesting. I was just thinking about all the stuff I sold. I'm like, Oh wow. Kirby was a huge emotional sales thing. And I, at the time I never realized it. Yeah. And I, I, I love that analogy. I think what most people need to look at, and you said it earlier is you need to figure out specifically is what's the outcome of what you sell? You know, what do they really get for doing this? Because I think all too many, too often people spend too much time on the front side and say, let me tell you what it can do versus let me tell you what problem it's going to solve. Let me tell you, you know, how this is going to make your life better or better way of putting it. Mr. Mrs. Prospect, can you tell me specifically how this is going to make your life better? How's this going to improve, you know, your situations? Go to the Kirby vacuums, which I've never sold, never sat through a presentation, <laughs> wouldn't let them in my fucking house. Um, uh, you know, the whole idea of, you know, looking at them and saying, hey, how would this vacuum improve your life? It's, it's, it's a brilliant question to where you're no longer coming across like a sales jackass you're letting them walk you through how your products and service will work. And this works in any industry, you know, um, as you're having these conversations, because you're not trying to force a sale. You know, I really want people to sit across from somebody and, you know, have the thought process of, do I really want to work with that prospect? Do I really want the time and energy to invest into them to do business? Um, do I wanna spend the next four to five years working with this individual? And if they go in with that mindset, you'll stay more on the emotional side of things because you have to connect to completely understand that process. And if you're not willing to dive in, only thing you've got to fall back on is, well, let me tell you how our features yeah. and benefits is better than this other shit down the road. For me, I had the huge realization about this when I was at Nextel and I was selling the walkie-talkie phones. And that was right when all the cellular world was starting to get commoditized and it was becoming mm-hmm. much more about, hey, I can save you $5 a month per phone. Gross. That's that, I can't do that kind of selling. But I realized, because we had some really cool features, not only like the walkie-talkie, but the data capabilities. And we had some business class apps that actually allowed people to manage their crews and their jobs and their company right from their phone and and do some really cool things with it, uh, with GPS tracking. And so I started leading with that and really diving into the business operations side for the clients when I was going through the sales process, instead of just focusing on how many phones do you have? Where do you use them? How many minutes do you use? You know, who I can save you $5 next month. Maybe we should switch. Here's free phones. I would lead with the, all the idea of, Hey, what happens if your all your crews, all your drivers can do one extra delivery a day? 
what kind of revenue does that generate? What happens if you are able to shorten the drive time between jobs for your drivers? You know, what, you know, if you could get rid of 10 miles a day per driver, what does that save in expenses? And we started building a business case for spending more money. So instead of now $50 a month per phone, I had them paying 150 per phone, but they were making thousands and thousands of dollars because we had an impact on how they ran their business. And that was, that was a big realization and the eye opener for me. It's like, oh, all right, so screw the features. We're going to focus on this and then come back and show, hey, all right, so here's what we can do that can do all this stuff for you and building it into their specific emotional needs. Yeah, for sure. I, I love that. You know, it, it's, it's the idea of the, the person you're talking to really selling you you know, on what's going to make this work. And I think if more people are looking at it for, you know, from the perspective of how is this a win for my clients? How is this a win for them? How do they find success after utilizing your program service? It makes everything. I mean, that's a massive cool upsell when, when you're helping them do business better you know, through, through what you're doing. And I think, unfortunately, most people just want to sell their shit. They yep. really don't give a damn about the person they're talking to. They're just trying to cash a commission check. And uh, whoever came up with the phrase commission breath, I fucking love, um, because it's a great phrase to describe how most people come off in sales. Yep. So, you know, um, there's an extreme on this that I want to make sure people don't do, you know, there's, there's some sales training out there that tells you to sell to the pain, you know, they have. And what I don't want people to do is crack people over the fucking head to they get to the point of, Oh my God, if you don't do this, you're going to die. Um, and that's basically how some sales training organizations out there teach how you should sell. It's not what I'm talking about doing. I'm talking about going in and really, understanding the impact and helping them understand the impact of what your product or services could do for them. So go ahead, you had some of that. No, I was, I was just going to say that that's, that's really important. And for me, it was always, I never told them the impact for me. It was always, all right, awesome. What, what does it mean to you if this happens? You know, yeah. what, what does it mean for the company if you're able to do one additional job per crew a day? Well, it means, you know, we're going to generate X amount of more revenue and we can do this. And, you know, we have some goals that we're trying to accomplish. Sweet. They're now giving you all that info. And it's not you making it up and you thinking what the impact is. It's actually a real impact and it's making it real in their brains. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. Yep. Don't beat your client over the head with their pain point. And it's really simple, guys. If you feel like a salesperson, you're being a fucking salesperson. It's, it's a really good indicator you're doing shit the right or wrong way. So, as always, guys, if you got any value out of this, do us a favor. Make sure you are subscribed and followed. If you're on YouTube, click the bell. And please share this off with one other person that you think would find value with this. Love you, mean it. See you, bye. When I created Success Champions, it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business. Yet they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are, nobody would do business with you. 
So, like me, they don't often reach out for advice, they don't get support, they just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure it out on your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.